My flat is on the top floor of an old Glasgow tenement. One side looks across at an old college building, my windows just about level with their third floor. The area is really quiet, although at night it can be a little bit more active. The college car park attracts teenagers during the summer who use it to hang out, ride bikes or climb up onto the roof of the building. The college alarm has a tendency to go off at random hours and will often continue to scream out into the night until a member of staff comes to investigate. One time I watched as two security guards hunted around for the cause of the alarm while a small fox crept out of the bins and vanished into the trees. I still have no idea how it set it off. Sometimes, much later into the night, I see other, much stranger things in the college building. I remember the very first night I spent in the flat, almost ten years ago. I was unable to sleep and spent some time looking at my window, taking in the views out of my new home and getting familiar with the area. It was a bright night with a full moon and I could clearly see across to the college. I amused myself with counting the windows, looking for any signs of movement and imagining what the interior looked like. I turned my gaze to the roof and saw, to my surprise, that there was smoke coming out of the chimney. Now, there were any number of good explanations for this. The college could very well have a more old-fashioned heating system and although it was three in the morning, it was likely it was on an automatic timer. But none of those things explained the way the smoke hung in the air not fading away into the night sky, but curling around the chimney and back down into the roof as if there was something pulling it back into the building. I sat and watched it for hours, finally falling asleep around dawn. When I woke up, it was gone. At the time, I had left it there, putting it to the back of my mind as just the effect of being up late at night, and down the years I had mostly forgotten about it. But my recent experiences had jogged my memory. I wasn't exactly keen to interact with the supernatural again after my encounter with the pigeons, if that in fact had been supernatural and not just a case of killer birds, but curiosity got the better of me. I was more than curiosity. Somewhere along the way, I hadn't just noticed this hidden world. It had noticed me. I wasn't keen for more ghosts right at my home, but Francis was easy enough to deal with. One night I found myself unable to sleep once again and set myself up at a window with a cup of tea, ready to watch the college again. Time passed, and I grew bored and sleepy. Then something caught my eye, a faint flash of light that was gone again in an instant. I scanned the building, trying to work out where it had come from. I opened my eyes wide, trying to make out every detail I could in the dark. It was an overcast night and the streetlights barely touched the building. Then, once again, there was a flash at the edge of my vision. I blinked once, very slowly, then kept my eyes open as long as I could. After a few agonising moments, I finally saw the light clearly. On one of the middle floors, there was a sudden beam of bright light, which moved about for a moment, then faded out. I relaxed my eyes and felt a pang of disappointment. It looked like it was nothing more than someone walking around with a torch. Nothing supernatural at all. I began to get up and move away from the window when it occurred to me that there was no reason for there to be anyone there at night with nothing but a torch. If they were there for legitimate reasons, surely they'd just switch on the lights. But if it was a burglar, how did they get in? I knew from experience how sensitive that damn security alarm was. The next question that came to me was whether or not I needed to do something. 
if the person in the building was supposed to be there, then obviously not. But if they were actually trespassing, did I need to call the police? I thought about wasting the police time and decided to try and get a better look first. I cleaned my glasses and opened the window, leading out as far as I dared. I could see the entire side of the college now and track the light as it passed from room to room. It was moving about slowly, as if exploring. I wondered what they could be looking for. I watched for a while as the light bobbed about, vanishing and reappearing. It was oddly relaxing. Suddenly, a car sped past on the road below, pulling me out of my reverie. I jumped, and whoever was moving about the college moved suddenly closer to the window. Then it flashed bright, as if whoever was holding the torch now held it directly towards me. I froze. The light continued to shine, the beam feeling more powerful every second. I waved awkwardly in its direction, hoping to show that I wasn't a threat as I attempted to move backwards. This seemed to set something off. The light began to flash, first in the same white light as before, but then suddenly changing to a deep red, then blue, and then all kinds of colours. I paused in my retreat. What kind of torch could do that? Then, to my shock, the light jumped from one window to the next, faster than a person could possibly run, and then again, this time to a window on a different floor. I began to feel the now familiar fear of being confronted with the unnatural. I had been right all along. There was something in the college, and now it knew I was watching it. The flashing and jumping went on for several more minutes, getting more and more fantastic as it went. The light grew bright enough to illuminate the room behind it, casting out eerie shadows in the rainbow lights. It was beautiful, even through the fear. Then, all of a sudden, it stopped, and the college was once again in darkness. There was an air of waiting as I rubbed my eyes and let them grow used to the dark again. Not wanting to upset whatever I had been watching, I began to applaud, clapping my hands loudly and leading out the window again to make sure it could see my appreciation. I watched and waited. Finally, the light appeared again, this time on the roof, one white beam shining down across the front of the building, highlighting a single top-floor window. Something stirred in the window, and as I watched, a strange figure appeared in the light, blurry and out of focus in a way that didn't make any sense. It stood as tall as the window and bowed low. Then it and the light both vanished. I backed away from the window, making a silent vow that my days of looking for the supernatural were over. As if sensing my unease, Francis began to slowly close the window, and then the curtain for good measure. I left the living room and crawled into bed, counting my blessings. It could have been worse. So far, no harm had come to me, and I had gotten a good show out of tonight's encounter. I should have expected as much from a haunted drama college. Glasgow Ghost Stories is written and produced by Libby Thomas. Narration is by Libby Thomas. Credits are read by Harris Jones. The theme music is by the wonderful Kevin McLeod and can be found at the Free Music Archive. Sound effects are from freesounds.org. If you enjoy the show, let us know by leaving a rating or review on iTunes or send us a message on Twitter, Tumblr or our website. Thanks for listening. If you ever find yourself the sole audience member to a ghostly performance, don't freak out. Everybody starts somewhere, and when they make it big, you'll get to say that you liked them before they were cool.